0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy.
1: And I'm Audrey.
0: And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life.
1: Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout.
0: That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV.
1: We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately.
0: We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week.
1: And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most.
0: We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire.
1: Come hang out.
0: Hey everyone welcome back to behind the scenes podcast we're super stoked to be back after missing last week um, we got a good episode today kind of a fun different one this week on my Instagram and I think Audrey just did it on hers we asked you guys to interview us so we're gonna be answering a ton of questions um, from you guys and Our goal is to kind of like run through them all, like just kind of like zip, 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 zip. We're going
1: to try to answer as many questions as we can as fast as possible. So we probably won't dive too in depth into each question. So if we feel like, if you feel like we're leaving you hanging, um, we might dive more into some of these topics in future episodes. And so we're really grateful for all of your guys' questions because a lot of them have given us ideas for future episodes and just fun stuff that we want to talk about. So
0: there were some really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. some of these were super insightful like oh that is I don't think I've ever been asked that before which yeah. being interviewed my whole life is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good job guys. It was like it was really cool to to read through them all. Um and um
1: Yeah, let's just get started.
0: Yeah, I guess let's just get started. So but but hold on to Audrey's point, we're gonna be we're probably going to do podcasts in the future. Now that we have a database of questions, we're gonna go, Okay, these two questions are related. They're really good and they deserve some adequate answers. So Mm -hmm. you know let's just it gives us ideas
1: too for you know future guests to bring on the shows that are really experts in these topics. Um, And like certain things that you guys ask us that like, Oh, like that's interesting. A lot of people are asking about finances. Like maybe we should bring a finance person on the podcast or maybe we should bring it. So just lots of great ideas So, thank you guys so much for taking the time to send in your questions. We're super excited to just tackle some of these. Yeah. Um, I will, you know, disclaimer that we haven't prepared too much for answering these. We've just kind of pulled a bunch of your guys' questions and we're we're just going to kind of answer them on the fly. So this is very behind the scenes.
0: All right. So, babe, I think we should just go through. You want to go back and forth on them a little bit? Yeah, I love that. All right. Cool. Guys, jumping in. First question. Here it is. Audrey, how did you know Jeremy was the one?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I will say, I think Jer and I agree on this. I hope we got Um, but the idea of the one, that's such a like lofty thing. Um, and I know this might sound kind of like wah-wah, but Jeremy and I don't fully believe in the idea that there is one person that is destined for you to marry out there. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds like very unromantic, but we just believe that there's probably a lot of potential people that both of us could have married. Yeah. And, uh, and whoever you end up marrying becomes the one. Yeah, so, totally. You um, you
0: find someone you want to do life with. You you love the person they're becoming in Jesus, and mm-hmm. you want to be a part of their story and their adventure till death do you part. Mm-hmm. They're the one. Yep. Um. And you and and you could probably do that with. Multiple people. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe, babe, we were a match made in heaven.
1: <laughs> Which and, I think every couple in love story who does end up getting married should believe that. They should you know? believe that totally. So I think that that is yep. yeah. But All there's right. there's one um, next question. Okay, sorry. I was just gonna say one more thing. Um, there's one thing that John Mark Homer says in his book Loveology. He talks about how you know you see the person that your potential spouse or the person that you're dating is becoming, and you can't stand the thought of missing out on it. You yeah. can't stand the thought of missing out on their journey. I love that as yeah, just that's a way a to good describe.
0: Indication of the yeah. one. So, anyways, okay, okay, next
1: question. Do you ever argue about spending money?
0: Yes. I think Audrey and I, we do have arguments about that. And we've I've noticed that those arguments always come when we have gotten lackadaisical about the budget. Mm. or like we just don't know what we're spending money on. And it's like, we'll look and be like, how much money do we stay on, spend on Postmates this month? Like, mm-hmm. Or like, babe, why is there only, you know, a couple hundred bucks in our, in our checking account? Like what's going, like there's a, there's something wrong. And then we have a big fight about it. Cause like, what's going on? Well, we've gotten lazy about kind of our budget and our mm-hmm. structure, our boundaries that we've set up around mm-hmm. our finances. So we do argue only when we get lazy with our boundaries.
1: Mm. It's good. We, I, and, I don't know if this is, sorry, if this is a t- too much of a tangent, but there is, you know, our ma- our marriage journal, once a month, we have this question that pops up in the marriage how journal. How are we
0: stewarding our finances? How are we
1: stewarding our finances? So we know that once a month we're going to talk about finances. Yeah, and so and- that's helped us prevent the arguing about spending money
0: yeah, because totally. we just have that check-in. Next question. What did you do individually and together to prepare for marriage? Oh, this is a huge question.
1: So honestly, this question is so much of our book. Um, a Love a Letter Life. It's so much. Yeah, this of, is actually, yeah, it's yeah, a lot of it. It's so much of our book. Um. There is Jeremy and I are super passionate about this. One of the things we always say is we want to inspire people to prepare more for their marriage than their wedding day, and so we did a lot to prepare for marriage yeah. individually before we were even dating, and then once we were dating, but and then when we what were what are engaged. some like practical so,
0: ways? I think like yeah. individually we, we we read a lot
1: of books. We read a lot
0: of books. We pursued friendships mm-hmm. because going into marriage, um, you know, there's nothing more uh, powerful than having like close friendships yes. that you can rely on that can help guide you that can give you wisdom raise red flags green flags like friendships were we were both very intentional about not just having friendships but inviting those friendships into our love story mm-hmm. and that was huge mentorship uh, yeah. mentorship reading a lot of books one of the questions actually i remember skimming through was like how did you guys find your mentors and i'll just say like ask literally go to church mm-hmm. go go to an older couple that you know is you know healthy and married or whatever and literally ask to have them over for dinner right and then do it
1: don't make it weird like don't you make it weird. Me? just be like don't hey, ask would you, you want to have me? dinner hey, would you want to have dinner us
0: like and then they might ask why and then you go i my you know my my fiance and i or like my boyfriend <laughs> and i or my husband and i or whatever like we just uh we you know we heard some good things about you and we just would love to have you over for dinner and um you know whatever you come up with but right. just say it doesn't need to be weird just mm-hmm. do that and then do it the next month and the next month and the next you know you have a mentor
1: and <laughs> usually those people are super honored that you would ask yeah. because a lot of times i think that people that meant that word mentor is a big scary word and i think a lot of older couples think oh i'm not qualified to be a mentor but if you go and ask them to dinner they'll feel qualified you know like yeah, that's, yeah, not that's not as really lofty and scary of a thing so all right,
0: all right. um it's my turn to ask the next question i think we should just ask them whatever
1: but <laughs> where did where did you go on your honeymoon
0: we went to Jamaica. We loved Jamaica, it. All, nice Jamaican ring. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you all, remember that?
0: I do. Nice Jamaican. All uh, all inclusive is what we did. All inclusive. And we'll, this yes. isn't for everyone, but we personally loved that because we didn't have to think about anything, worry about anything, bring our wallet anywhere, and we could just like consume and be. Okay with that, and so for us, the all inclusive aspect was like I'd never been to any; uh, neither one of us had been to an all inclusive resort before, mm-hmm. so that was awesome. Yeah, we went to Jamaica,
1: and Jamaica was beautiful, so yeah, fun. Awesome. The place that we stayed was awesome, just like the warmest water, yeah. huge sandy beaches. Didn't we have you,
0: our first fight there too, or not fight, but like I like we went on a run, and I no that's Costa Rica. Oh, that was Costa Rica. I never. Mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question: How do you plan your week or schedule your calendar together? Sorry if we keep bringing this up, but again, the marriage journal. (laughs) Every Sunday we sit down, and there's a calendar in the marriage journal, and we we plan our whole week out. And then what we do is we go to the calendar. uh, We have this big like whiteboard calendar, and we'll write out our specific tasks. But the marriage journal is where we talk. Let's it's like where we plan our week. And then the other calendars where we plan what we're actually like tasked Doing. to do. Yeah.
1: for um, from There's a difference between, you know, the mayor journal calendar is more of a social events, things, you know, big picture things. And then we have obviously like work calendars. We have a Google calendar. We have like other, you know, mm-hmm. specific calendars to specific projects. So, but, but yeah, yeah, the, the marriage, marriage journal,
0: journal is huge. Sorry that we keep saying that, but <laughs> it's just the best.
1: How do you pray together?
0: Um, it's so interesting because it's like, how do you pray together? We pray. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like we just we pray. Um, I, I think where the heart of this question is is it you maybe like this is either a, a wife asking on behalf of her husband because she wants her husband to do it mm. and she wants to give him tips, mm-hmm. or this is coming from pe- to a husband and wife that have never prayed together and mm-hmm. just don't know how because it feels weird for some reason. Yeah, and we empathize with both of those concepts, but I just think, um, I, you know, again, if you go out to dinner with an older couple and someone prays for the meal or whatever, it's like, that's an awesome example of how to pray. But really it's just like, start literally just mm-hmm. pray. Like, how do you pray with God on, you know, by yourself? Right. We'll just do that with your spouse, but hold their hand and say it out loud. It's mm-hmm. like it's the same thing. It's a conversation with God, like a conversation with your spouse. So really, it's just start. For us, what kind of helped us get into the rhythm? Again, the marriage journal is like yeah. every, we always end our every time Sunday. The last question is, or the last thing to do is like pray together. So we will literally just look at what we just wrote and then pray for the week ahead. And it's been an easy way to like we have something to pray about, and so it kind of mm-hmm. guides it a little bit. Um, and and, I will also say, and it's normalized, I
1: will will also say too, just real quick note on that. We praying together for Jeremy and I out loud has really helped our prayer life because how, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. You're laying in bed at night, you start praying, then you fall asleep. But if you're praying out loud with your spouse, it's much harder to fall asleep. Yeah, (laughs) You know, you're tracking and like, and then you're proclaiming out loud and, and, you know, agreeing together in prayer. So
0: totally, um, Next question, top 5 things you would recommend to newly married couples besides the marriage journal. <laughs> yeah.
1: You knew that we were going to yeah. talk about the this marriage journal. This question comes so from <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay, um, top 5 things. So first, I would say to okay, to newly married couples. It's so ironic that, that this girl. question just so happened um, to right be on there. Newly married couples. I would say find somebody I know we talk about this a lot. Mentors find an older couple that you can have dinner with once a month. doesn't have to be the same older couple every month, but once a month dinner with an older couple, um, uh, we're probably going to say different things. So there might be more than five, but
0: that's one build out a mission statement and a couple values for your marriage. Mm, So it's like, this is something Audrey and I did a little bit late, you know, like we were not perfect on this, but now that we've done it, It's like holy smokes! We should have done this day one on our honeymoon. Really, is when we should have done this. Mm, Um, And so that's that's good. Like, what do you guys want to stand for? What do you want to be known for? And what do you want your you know five to seven values to be as a married couple? Mm -hmm. Like knowing that is really cool. Going off of that, come up with like you know make it attainable. One thing a year you want to do together, like one rhythm a year, one rhythm a week. And even if you're feeling up to it, like one rhythm a day. So mm-hmm. it's like the daily one for Audrey and I, like one of ours is like, we kiss each other goodnight every night. Like mm-hmm. simple, clean, so, simple. so yeah. simple, attainable, doable. But it's like, that just helps. Mm-hmm. So those are really good too. Those are two things. Um, Third yeah. thing
1: I would say is find other, find community as qu- quick as you can. Um, when you're married, yeah, don't like isolate. find other married couples that you can talk to about marriage with. Um, and I say, this is also something that we've just found, you know, having gotten married and moved away, moving away from home. I think it's really special to find friends that are your friends as a couple together that you actually met together as opposed to, you know, these are Jared's friends he grew up with, or these are Jared's friends from college. And now I'm, I'm becoming friends with them. Like, there's just something special about finding friends together. I always recommend that to newly married couples. Basically,
0: don't isolate. And and we have a whole chapter in our book called "Not an Island," and mm -hmm. it goes over this whole thing. But
1: Um, but, and then, what are some other? I know this
0: says besides the marriage journal, but like, I can't not say it. That's the most influential thing in our marriage, and it's kind of like why? Why would we not say that?
1: (laughs) That, I'd say one thing we've learned from failing, just because a lot of these things were things that we did do or have done, is you know, talk about a budget, set that up, like figure out your like, what are your financial yeah, goals as a married couple? You know, what are your beliefs about debt? What are your beliefs about like saving for your children and leaving a legacy and inheritance? Like, you know, kind of align yourself on those things and have that conversation because yeah. we didn't until much later into our marriage. And I the, wish we would have earlier.
0: Totally, babe. Last thing, then we got to move on. But like going back to the do we fight about money, that money question. Mm-hmm. Um, we just recently Wrote out uh, our beliefs about money, so we have like a statement mm-hmm. that that we wrote out that says like this is what we believe about money. Yeah. And, sure. and so like for example, one of them is like, you know, we we don't want to have debt, right? And so, maybe like, we'll get into this another podcast. Okay, maybe we'll get another <laughs> podcast. Okay. Anyways, writing okay. out some some of those statements is really. How cool.
1: do you keep your marriage exciting?
0: Oh. Uh, that's one I wish I would have thought about. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, for, that's rude. No, I mean, like for us, it's pretty, it, it's almost too exciting sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> we just have a lot going on. No. Um, but but it, it is for us. I think leaving us, room
1: for spontaneity. Yes,
0: I was just going to say for us, we fall into a rhythm of like, it's just, we just become business partners and uh-huh. we just work and everything's exciting, but everything's high stress and it, there's just a lot to do all the time. It's like, we don't catch a break. But for us, We like to, like, uh, uh, you know, we talked about this, I think, a podcast or two ago, our Thursday family days, Mm -hmm. which might be Saturday. We're still feeling that out. But like, that's a day set aside for the family for us to go do something. And it's, that's really exciting because every Mm -hmm. week we know we get to go do something. And that's something we've just built into our our week.
1: I mean, this since the question was specific to keeping our marriage exciting, I'd say also just date night and like trading off we haven't been as good about this but in theory we like we liked the idea of trading off planning date night and like kind of surprising the other person yeah, cuz then surprises there's element of su- ex- excitement that's a good one baby except just
0: baby what I was reading the next question and it says baby I typically am the one I feel
1: like that plans a lot of the date nights because I find all the spots but all right um, next one just an idea for you guys
0: what's your advice for being in college and long distance relationship wow okay you know we get this question a lot and I think this is one of those questions we should probably like we should do a long distance podcast podcast.
1: I know we don't we don't want to say that about everything but couple quick things about what being a long distance relationship um we talk a ton about this in our book because we did long distance for three years for those of you guys who don't know and we probably saw each other you know once every three months like very no little. more
0: than that babe we we only no. went three months ooh, three twice. months was the longest we ever went that was the went. longest we ever went but like yeah, we, we, wouldn't we, go we would longer see each than other that. probably twice a month like we because i would fly home all the time to film
1: that's often. I don't know. I disagree with that. Oh, that's we had month we had a lot of three month stretches that were really hard. Yeah. I mean, we um, did, but But I would say find ways to keep it creative f- via long distance. For us, it was letter writing, it was finding gifts to send to each other. It was having our roommates deliver things for each other, keeping that element of surprise and Yeah.
0: And then the second thing for us, I think, was um realizing the type of relationship it was and not Want not having expectations that were impossible to meet Mm -hmm. because let's be real, a long distance relationship is not a A real a real relationship. It is is. a relationship, but it's not. It's just hard to you're not gonna get out of that relationship what you what you want. And Mm -hmm. so for us, that realization was so healthy and so huge. and
1: Don't compare your long-distance relationship to your friends who are in a relationship in the same city. Yeah, like
0: Like you can't compare them. They're totally different. And if you're trying to do that, it will wreck you. It it will will ruin your relationship. (laughs) uh, Then going off of that too is just find out, you know, everyone communicates differently. Mm -hmm, For mm -hmm. us, we found it more meaningful and we felt more connected when we talked Twice a week, rather than every day. So we we only talked twice a week, or even
1: once a week, or sometimes. once a week. But
0: we had a lot to talk about, and it was an awesome, amazing, intimate, good conversation where we set aside two hours to do so.
1: Mm-hmm. And this isn't
0: to say we didn't sit on the phone and do homework with one another every night, or not every night, but like yeah, no. every, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like this isn't to say we did those cute long-distancey things, but for us, it, like we didn't text each other all day every day. Yeah, because then when we talked, there was like nothing really to talk about, and then we got and,
1: frustrated by that. So and yeah, Anyways. um. Okay, did you uh, Yeah, next,
0: starting, starting your own business as a stay-at-home mom, any advice? This is from Marissa.
1: Starting your own business as a stay-at-home mom, any advice? So I would say, um, this is just for me, You know, this I'm not proclaiming this as prescriptive by any means, but just something that's helped me as a stay-at-home mom uh, working from home has been just in the past, it depends on the ages of your kids and all that, how many kids you have, but I would say having a nanny three days a week, knowing that I have dedicated time to work helps me know that I have dedicated time with Ember. And it just makes me feel like I'm less, I, I have, I have, I used to feel, you know, before we sort of established that, which has been a newer thing for us, but I used to feel much more like, When I was working, I felt like I was supposed to be playing with Ember. And when I was playing with Ember, I felt like I was supposed to be working. And now I feel like I have such a better separation between those two things. And it's helped me not feel guilty as a worker or as a mom. So if you can find, you know, if you have a grandparent or if you have a nanny or if you have a friend that's willing to watch and have a play date with your kid for a certain amount of time, once a week, even, you know, just to have that time has been a huge thing.
0: Totally. That being said, too, though, babe, you know, granted we only have one kid and she's young, but you know, nap times, that's when you, or I would watch like some other people might not have this, you know, if the husband doesn't, isn't, doesn't work from home as well. Like I was able to take Ember for a walk for an hour Mm -hmm. and then come home and put her down. So Mm -hmm. with the walk and the nap, that's two and a half, three hours where Audrey's able to do stuff yeah so finding those little yep. pockets of time and stuff letting and, your husband
1: um, take have a day date with your kids I think also you know?
0: I think also though like raising a kid like you know our culture has our culture has turned work into the most important valuable thing um, and it's kind of you know I guess I don't want to get into that but like raising <laughs> kids is totally awesome and I totally agree with like I think every mom you know it'd be awesome if like a ton of moms all over the country were starting businesses and doing cool stuff like that but but you know i love that just just there's a balance there too Mm -hmm. and um i think it was really difficult for us to find that and we're still finding it but the nanny has been Mm -hmm. recently a good help yeah sorry that was just a random thing i tried to like i started to go somewhere (laughs) then i pulled it back and i was like "Ah, i don't know all right next question go to what's our go-to meal for lunch or dinner Yellow curry. Yellow curry from a Thai place that's literally just outside of our neighborhood.
1: <laughs> we eat a lot of curry. Yeah. Like we, probably twice a week.
0: <laughs> it's so good because we can keep leftovers and Ember likes it. And it's, it's just really good. It's
1: got chicken, veggies, rice. Yeah.
0: Go-to lunch though. I make a pretty mean homemade balsamic vinaigrette dressing set ch- grilled chicken salad. That's kind of my go-to lunch um, when I'm like operating in a healthy rhythm.
1: Avocado toast totally yeah, that's yours a millennial yeah. and, I, answer. and I don't and I don't really eat. I saw a meme the other day that said why our generation is obsessed with avocado toast and then it was a picture of a lunchable and it says because we were raised on this yeah. <laughs> I was like oh my god that's funny okay hardest thing about being a new parent babe what's the hardest thing for you about being a new parent
0: you know it's like getting married is a journey of self-discovery but it's also a journey of like self-denying and I think having a kid is just an extension continuation of that journey right ultimately the journey is becoming more like christ and in doing so loving people more and just that whole process and you know being a kid has, or being a kid having a kid Mm. has really shown me even more so and even further just deeper i don't know Mm. selfishness stuff and Issues. And I don't know, it's just, it, it's a journey of self growth, and that's always difficult. But mm-hmm. to be a little more practical about it, probably time management, mm-hmm. like just, you know, having less time and going through that learning curve.
1: I'd say the hardest thing for me has been just all the decisions that you have to make um, and just the pressure to make the right decision. You know, I'm not going to get into all the controversial issues, but just, you know, there's so many decisions you have to make when it comes to how to care for or parent or, you know, what to give them to eat, or how to how to get them to sleep, how to yeah. what do you do about vaccinations, like all these different things. There's so job. many things. And for me, the hardest thing has been feeling like I don't have enough time to research a lot of those things to make the best decision that I to make the best decision and then feeling guilt about that feeling guilt that I didn't have that time to make the best decision because I'm so caught up in working things. And so like, that's been just a hard thing for me that I constantly struggle with on a regular basis. First impressions of each other.
0: Oh, that's a good one. First impressions of each other. Uh, (laughs) I always have said interested. Like I was very intrigued. There's a
1: line in the book that you said that is not interested
0: peculiar. Your first
1: impression. No, when I answered the door.
0: Oh, who is this girl? Yeah. Or. uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, that story is really I'd funny. make
1: out, period. <laughs> That's literally what Jared said. Okay. Too much. much. no. No, it's
0: uh first impressions of each other. I thought Audrey was beautiful and very interesting. Like there's something <laughs> there's an energy about her, something just that was, you know, extremely magnetic for me. And I would say, what was your, what about you, babe?
1: I would say, similarly, I thought that you were very much a gentleman just in the way that you came to the door and opened the door and like just the littlest things. You're very much a gentleman. I'd never experienced that before, ever. Um, I was intrigued by that. And then also just intrigued by just, we we felt like we were sort of like the, (laughs) I felt like I had met like the boy version of me when I was first, our first date. Um, And so just- the way that we got excited about the corkiest things yeah. was exciting. So it was anyways, good. that was kind of first impression. But it wasn't love at first sight, sparks fly. Yeah. You know, that that was not true yeah. for our love story. We're, but
0: we're, I'm actually really, read the book. I'm really excited <laughs> for people to, you know, because we get that question a lot. And for people to read A Love Letter Life and just kind of get the actual whole story, mm. not, you know, either the snippets they've seen on TV or yeah. piece together stuff, it's Well, none of
1: our, none of our dating journey was on TV. None of it. None of it.
0: Speaking of TV, does Ember watch TV? We just started. Established
1: guidelines for this recently.
0: Recently. So she watched her first, um, she went her first entire year without having a minute of screen time outside of, you know, her accidentally waking up in our life and looking in our life in our lap and, you know, we're on our phone or something, but so and when
1: my dad showed her Baby Shark, that
0: was after one. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, it was yeah, okay, yeah that was after right. one. So,
0: so yes, she we now have a couple of shows picked out that we let her watch, and she she'll have like an a, whatever it is is it an hour. I don't know.
1: We but. kind of we kind of stole this. Jeff Becky had had a good episode on his podcast about this, and I lo- we loved we loved it. What but it's just it? travel, like exceptions for TV, and it was basically travel when you are traveling, and when you are sick you as parents are sick or when your child is sick and then like special occasions, which like I loved, I loved that model. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: But we do feel it's really important to actually have boundaries around that.
1: Yes, totally.
0: How did you find your mentors? We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, Just, I mean, one good way to find mentors is to just ask Ask. and that won't always pan out the way you hope, but um, it's a good way to do it and pray. Like just pray for, for Mm -hmm. mentors. Audrey prayed that I would have mentors for two and a half years because I had never really had, I I only had one, which some of you might know, Mike Dutchen, and he ended up passing away. But like, so then I didn't have any mentors for a long, long, long time. And then I found myself in Ben with five, like amazing men of the word that we all pursued growth. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was amazing. Um, and I equate that to Audrey just praying for that for so long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tough question. Yeah, it's good. But
1: did you wait until you were married to be physical?
0: Yeah, this is this is interesting. Again,
1: um, this is a chapter, a full chapter in our book that we did about
0: yeah. I don't want to say that to every question. <laughs> but, I know, but it, yeah. a lot
1: of these are relationship yeah. based, so it's just it makes sense to say it. But yeah, one of the things that we say is you know for Jared and I, the chapter in the bu- book is called. Um, losing the purity battle. Like we were fighting we, we won the virginity battle, but we lost the purity battle. And we talk about like that distinction. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean we yeah. Jared and I did kiss. We held hands. We yeah. we had it's, we it's messed a, up, you yeah. know, sometimes it's, we tell and,
0: we tell the whole story, but that's the short answer of it. So like yeah. yeah, we were physical. So we won one battle but we lost the other. Right. Um what did you study in college? Audrey's a dual major marketing, entrepreneurship business. business entrepreneurship and marketing entrepreneurship was my major marketing I have uh, a, ma- a master's. I have a degree in professional photography. Definitely not a master's. We are not masters. Why yet. aren't you on the show anymore?
1: We did a whole episode on this. Yeah, we um, did a
0: whole podcast on this. It's probably one of the first. It was one of the first four. I yeah. think it was like so the if you want, third one or something. if you
1: want to listen to that one, you can. How did you come up with Ember's name?
0: Oh, That's great. Yeah, Ember's name. So we fell in love. You want to say this, babe?
1: Sure. We fell in love around a campfire pit. That's the short version of it.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we fell in love around campfire embers and ember is. And we talk
1: into the embers she's until the, the night. She's
0: the fruit of our love. And so we just said like, wow, like how appropriate that we name our first kid, you know, ember. Yeah. And it's a beautiful name. And
1: then we just love like the meaning behind embers. Like I did this whole like <laughs> word study thing on embers. And I just thought, Wow, this is so perfect. It just felt so right as a name for our first daughter, and also just like the symbolism behind her name that she we want her to be like a fiery light in this world, yeah, and just you know yeah. enduring in all she does, glowing in all she does and so yeah,
0: how do you remain approachable to people who are skeptical about God? I love
1: this question yeah this is I read it, it, and I them. was like that's such a good question because I think I think every Christian needs to be asked this question yeah. how do you remain approachable to people because we can get become st- not standoffish i'm not i can't think of the right word but
0: well i i think our culture has produced this like me against you us versus right. them this this um just this like feeling Of my way or the highway, and lost humility. We've lost. We've lost humility. We've lost the ability to learn, and we've lost the ability to have conversations. And Mm -hmm. so, you put all three of those in a room. Talk about unapproachable, right? So, I don't know. This is a a really good question because it's wrapped up in this cultural moment right now, and Mm -hmm. just society and you know the left versus the right, and all this chaos Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people you know, maybe specifically Christians just because of this podcast and what we believe, but like we're finding ourselves kind of in the tension of that and in the middle trying to navigate our way of like what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I, well, first of all, if we actually follow the rhythms and lifestyle of Jesus, you're going to remain approachable no yeah, matter what. Right.
1: That's so, a great point. So I think totally. it's like,
0: okay, so you're a, you believe in Jesus, but you're not approachable. It's yeah, like, Jesus
1: was the most inviting person ever. Y- so a, be inviting. <laughs> there's a
0: discrepancy there, you know? And yeah, so once right. we start to return back to yes. our sacred text, the Bible, I think we'll inevitably become the most approachable people in culture. Mm-hmm. Audrey and I, we make a huge effort We Um,
1: love talking to people who have different beliefs. We
0: love it. We love love
1: talking to people. We have some of our best conversations with people who believe different stuff than us. Honestly, it's just, we love it. And so I think being willing to love that too is something that's part of it is like, learn to like that, you know?
0: Like, like even if you look at this question a little deeper, like, how do you remain approachable to people who are skeptical about God? Well, why would they be why would you be on a like what are you doing to be like unapproachable mm-hmm. first of all but like i think maybe the question might be asking for some uh, some practical tips of like how to invite hmm. someone into your home or like how to how how do you reach out to people that That's are skeptical good, yeah. you know what i mean that might mm-hmm. be a, an angle of the question as well and yeah there's like a ton of things you can do like invite people to coffee or right or
1: dinner at your house or,
0: or or set up even if it's a question like hey like i noticed you Whatever, did this, I saw this, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to talk more about this. Would you mm-hmm. want to go to coffee? Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have a little bit of an agenda there. Mm-hmm. And and if they say yes, you can, you know, that's an invitation into some conversations about mm-hmm. God. And that's a, that's very approachable and warming, but
1: first job. So my first job was actually working at anthropology. I worked at an anthropology in Portland. That was actually my first job job. Um, but like job out of college, more, more of a, you know, career Serious, job. Yeah. Um, I, well, I worked at Nike for a little while and then my first job out of college, I was a sale. I worked in sales for Gala, which is a wine and spirits distributor. It's the biggest one in the world. I think it still is. Um, so that was my first job when we lived in LA, I sold alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then for me, I've always, I've just had a very unconventional job life career path i Jared's guess first job
1: was little people big world
0: <laughs> no my first job was mowing lawns oh, mowing lawns that's, yeah, right. mowing that's lawns. what i always say yes my first job was mowing lawns and then for a hot minute i started a little like yard service company that's and funny. that lasted about a summer um and then yeah then little people big world started but like i, I didn't see you know any of that for a long long time what but was your
1: first big job though career job
0: Probably the company Ty and I started yeah. filming weddings and freelance photography. And I was mm-hmm. doing all that for for a long... That was like college and after college. And then, you know, Audrey and I got married. We moved to LA. Mm-hmm. We started, uh, you know, beating 50% okay. that community. We pursued Audrey's blog. And then that's just snowballed into mm-hmm. where we're at now where, you know, we do a bunch of different stuff. Um, so, yeah.
1: What or when did you become a Christian?
0: I Yeah, I became a Christian... I don't know, a long, I was like eight or 10 or something. And I mm-hmm. think it was a Luis Plough.
1: Yeah, you thought it was Billy Graham, I but, it was it's Billy Graham a but it's Louise actually Luis
0: Plough. Yeah, event in Portland.
1: Luis Plough Conference.
0: What about you, Billy? I
1: was, yeah, I was really little, four, and I prayed with my mom. And I've just been walking with the Lord. It's been a constant growing, maturing yeah. journey, but I, I've never had like, like a real walking away. or.
0: I had a, a, a subtle you know, I wouldn't call it a a intentional walking away, but like
1: not intentional walking with, (laughs)
0: but yeah, there was definitely a season of figuring this whole thing out. And I asked a lot of questions and Mm -hmm. I dug deep and I read a lot of literature and I wanted to make sure that, that what I was about to commit my life to was, was in fact real and made Mm. sense and was logical. And so I definitely had that season, which I think is really healthy, um, yeah, I think C.S. Lewis actually he has a line can't fully believe anything until you've fully rejected it. I I don't know if that's actually the line, but it's the sense of like you have to really question something before you can actually fully mm-hmm. commit to it or believe in it. And um it's good. Anyways, I so I went through that season, but that's oh. not to say that's gospel or anything, but anyways, just a note there. So couple more questions. Are you guys Dave Ramsey fans? Yes. We're Dave Ramsey fans. Um, I haven't I think yeah, I actually did read the book and we already um, talked about finances a lot in the beginning. Yeah, we already this, talked about finances. We'll do a finance a podcast. Yeah, but um if you if you guys want, there's an Instagram debt-free community. That's good. You can follow that. But yeah, we like Dave Ramsey. All right, babe. So let's let's do a couple more questions, maybe five, and uh and wrap it up. So cool.
1: We'll try to be fast on these last few. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope this has been kind of fun. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit random and we didn't really, you know, prepare too intently for it. We kind of just chose a bunch and wrote them it's down. Been fun. So, I love it. It's been fun. We'll probably do this again if you guys like it. Okay.
1: Can you talk more about home church? Really interested.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I kind of like the long distance one. This would be a really good, you know, Extended podcast question, but we, uh, it's this is actually one of my greatest passions is just the current church and home church. And I just think it's a really interesting conversation. And I think the Lord's doing some really amazing things in culture right now. Um, plus, just with church history, we're we're due, and anyway, there's so much in this question. Give them
1: just a little taste flavor of what home church yeah, was so, like. Just a so quick.
0: So we did home church for two, two and a half years in Bend. And it it was just, I mean, it's church. It's just a bunch of believers getting together uh, in someone's home and doing church. So it's like, this wasn't some glorified Bible study or. It
1: still had structure. It still that had was structure. distinction. Yeah.
0: We had, um, you know, we had a few elders. There was a designated pastor that was like leading us, but like, You know, everyone, different people taught, you know, like even I was expected to come with a teaching sometimes and, you know. And then I had the like old, like the older men there like counseling me and guiding me or like, that's actually incorrect. Let's go, let's study that. And so- But there's freedom was, to ask
1: questions, to dive more yeah. deep on things. It was very organic, led by the spirit, but also still had some structure parameters. All yeah. the kids were there and sit. And that was a huge part of it. Just yeah. the kids ask questions. Sometimes the kids share things or you know would suggest good, songs. We uh, should
0: have- either like, you know, the partridges, the Smiths, or someone on as to guests talk about to it. talk about home church.
1: Good. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe
0: we'll do that. But um, anyways, it's really, basically- We read, share a
1: big meal together at the read, end of it.
0: Read Acts, the the you know, the book of Acts in the Bible. And that's kind of what we did,
1: basically. More, more or less.
0: Like that's that's what <laughs> home church is. We tried to do
1: church is. as close to how they did it yeah. in the Bible. And it, so. you know,
0: and it was fantastic. And there's no hiding that goes on, right? Like there's yeah. spectator Christianity, which I think is an, a trend, you know, Mm-hmm. A lot of America right now is you show up, you sit in a pew and you watch a couple people exercise their gifts and you just enjoy it. Maybe talk to someone, grab a donut and leave. It's like, <laughs> there's no growth in that. And then people yeah. are wondering why they're, they've been a Christian for 10 years, but like can't defend the faith. It's like, yeah. well, it's and because one you've Jeremy been stuck says, in a pew, you know, for 10 years. And, and anyways, it's a whole conversation. I'm so excited to dive <laughs> into it.
1: One thing Jeremy always says too, is you win them with what you win them to. No, no, no. Or you well, win that, them to what you not, win them with. That's not my thing. Oh, I don't know whose thing it is. Yeah, you But say it. <laughs> you
0: win people to what you win them with. So if you and win so them with, so with if you donuts. Look at, if you look at <laughs> current like, church, it's like people are being won to the faith with like, you know, with like an awesome teaching pastor and like good music and like donuts okay, this and is coffee. It's another podcast. It's <laughs> <is> another podcast, <laughs> but getting it's intense like intense now. Yeah, but it's just like that's, you know, that's a lot of people choose their church based on those. Elements and mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's why ultimately we're winning people too. Yeah. And it's like, if the if the good music stopped, mm-hmm. they'd probably leave church. Anyways, um, next question, Audrey. How did you get into essential oils?
1: So I got into essential oils when I was actually a little bit before I was pregnant with Ember. I started using essential oils for sore muscles because I was teaching bar three. That was really like my first exposure to it. Then I was I got like pregnant. two and a
0: half years ago. That was three, three, years, three ago. years ago. Yeah. And then.
1: Um, so we started diffusing thieves every night in our room to prevent us from, you know, getting sick in the winter time. And then I got pregnant with Ember surprise. And all of a sudden I cared way more about what I was putting on my body, in my body, products I was using, cleaning supplies, just trying to get the toxins out of our life. And so, um, you know, I've always been kind of crunchy (laughs) and getting pregnant just made me a little bit more so. And so I started using them, um, this is when I that. started
0: paying a little bit more attention to them as well as a dude, like, you know, oh, babe, like, why is everything changing all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. And, and Audrey was pregnant, so I started being a little bit more thoughtful myself, I guess, if yeah. you will. And I appreciated that you actually cared about, like, you know, what's in bleach. <laughs> <Right>. mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
1: and I, and, and so for me, there were a huge support to me throughout pregnancy, postpartum and labor sinus, and delivery, yeah, like having things. a natural labor and delivery, huge, huge, huge support. Um, and then on the, on the flip side of that question, cause I'm not exactly sure, you know, wh- what the angle people are asking this question from, but we also just started doing the business side of essential well, well, oils well, a couple go, years ago as yeah. well. And so it's been about that was
0: about a year ago.
1: That was about no, that's almost two years now. Oh wow. Okay. Um and that's just been a huge blessing to us financially. And maybe we'll get into that at some point
0: too. But we started doing the business side was we wanted to leave the show and we were like, Well, what's gonna replace that income? Right. And um and also we had friends that were kind of struggling and said like, Hey, like let's just do this together. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of us started doing it together and that was yeah two years ago and it's been awesome and it's more the thing that I loved about it replaced the show and
1: obviously like yeah and maybe this is for another podcast I don't want to get too into it I'll try to keep this short but obviously for me you know like products I love them obviously you guys know I talk about all the time you guys always ask questions about it but on the business side of things it's given me the opportunity to help other moms run businesses from home with their kids to yeah, stay like home that. with their kids to you know it's it's brought financial freedom into other families and I've been able to help people do that and that has just been like so cool that's so been fun for
0: you yeah um so how did you get into it really it was just 3 years ago starting to kind of care about what's in our products and then pregnancy really flared up that concern mm-hmm. and then wanting to leave the show and then we looked at the business and then it kind of snowballed into mm-hmm. where we're at now and it's just been a fun journey so far. And now you have a bunch of friends and a whole team that you talk yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's
1: such an awesome community. It's fun.
0: Okay, um, do you okay, get we got, paid
1: to do the podcast?
0: No, I know. A lot of people seem to think we get paid to do this. No, we this do this. Is free. We do this for free. We do this just for to connect with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's just a way for us to get, you know, Like it says in the intro, get kind of behind the scenes of our thoughts and our Instagrams and Instagram can be so front facing and we wanted to do something with you guys that's a little bit more behind the curtain, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like this podcast, answer some of your real questions Mm. and have it be unprepared because we feel like that's just organic and healthy and we hope you guys walk away from this podcast feeling, I don't know, refreshed. Ignited, mm-hmm. and um, just more connected with us. So yeah. we we that's why we do this, and it's fun. Like this, is, we love it. This it's the, so fun. One of the more fun things we we do, and so, um, yeah. I, eventually, who knows? You know, there might be some sponsors that want to come in and and help us be able to do it and do it more and longer. Um, but yeah, right now we just do it. So do it for free. Uh, last question: How did you come up with the name of your book? It's a great question.
1: So mostly, you know, obviously, letters were such a huge part of our love story, and um, and so we loved the idea. Like the book, in case you guys don't know, is called A Love Letter Life, um, and,
0: and you can go to a loveletterlife to pre order it, read about it, check it out.
1: And the the subtitle is Pursue Creatively, Date Intentionally, Love Faithfully. So it's our love story, but it's also got a lot of just like, you know, what we've learned from failing and what we've learned from wise counsel and mentorship and just some some hopefully practical, good, useful things for wherever you're at in your love story, whether you're single, dating, or married. So
0: Also, like, also, you know, just to go a little bit further into it, like we believe love stories are... Um, you know, they have, they're patient and they're slow and they're mm-hmm. thoughtful, creative, intentional. They're pretty much everything a handwritten love letter is, right? It takes time. It takes thought, it takes effort, patience. Sometimes you, you mess up and it's hard to, so it's,
1: especially on a typewriter. That's <laughs> what it
0: all is. And, we, you know, today with the phone and social media, it's like instant gratification. And like, people are like thinking love stories happen, like on date four. It's like, if well, if I don't have this perfect love story, uh, you know, that matches this couple I see on Instagram, then it's not really the one. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, love stories is a process similar mm-hmm. to love letters. And so mm-hmm. we wanted the title to kind of reflect what we believe about love stories and mm-hmm. kind of hedge against the immediate, you know, you know, satisfaction that culture kind of, you know, wants right now. And something mm-hmm. that the phone fuels in an unhealthy way, just that, that sense of like now, immediate, and we're all looking at beautiful love stories, and it's like, you know. Anyways, that that's kind of a deeper yeah. answer to the question. But
1: so, a love letter, life, yeah.
0: So that's that. Um. <clears throat> well, right. I think that's good. This is thorns a, and
1: roses, roses and thorns. Oh
0: man! Wow. Okay.
1: Here we go, babe. Yeah. What was your thorn?
0: Uh, my thorn this week was probably, um, probably going on a run and realizing I'm not. I'm not healed yet. Like I'm still my my Your chest, lungs, my yeah. lungs hurt really bad, and there's still some. Ugh. I'm still fighting something, and I don't. I feel fine, but there's still something in me. And I was like really bummed it's out, lingering effects of have, not have, not have,
1: eating and laying in bed all day. Yeah, but I, I haven't been to the gym so in
0: like two months, and this is right after we just talked about our routines not two months, it's been a month, but like our routines and our all that stuff. And I was waking up at six every day and it's like, now I, I can't do I haven't been able to. And that's been kind of a bummer. Babe, what's your thorn for the week?
1: My thorn was missing last week's episode of the podcast. Ooh, I yeah. just I was bummed about that. We were just on such a good rhythm every week. And then we got yeah. slammed with just so much this week that we just could not make it happen. If you guys have been following us on Instagram, you know we did like 10 other podcasts for other yeah. people. Yeah. And so we just we couldn't get it. So- that was my thorn. Um, what was your rose, babe?
0: Um, my rose for the week, probably two things, um, which they might be similar one of them, but interviews for the book was really fun. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Uh, and then Exciting. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of work on the Marriage Journal right now and just kind of correcting it and thinking about the future of it. And um, that's just been like, it's been really fun. Like mm. I miss doing a, working on a project like that. And it's got me kind of inspired to work on other projects. And I think we just mentioned one previously in this podcast, like a dating journal. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just like, my mind is just like really going on all that stuff. And so that's been really fun this week. Babe, what's your, I almost forgot to ask you, what's (laughs) what's your rose for the week?
1: My rose was um, just dinner with our friends. We had just such a good conversation. We had some friends over for dinner and we had such a good conversation and just going back on kind of like what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, these are some friends that like don't don't align with us on a lot of different levels and we just love them and have the best Th- time with them. Some of our closest friends and though. We love the best, best them. conversations yeah. with them. Um so that was just super fun. They stayed super late. We we both looked at the time and we thought we took guesses. We're like, Oh, what is it, nine I was PM like, and 9. it was eleven thirty when they left. Yeah. Um
0: good blazing just, fire the whole night. Yeah, yeah, sitting
1: by the fire, good conversation the so Moscow mules, it was, was a good times. All right. right.
0: Well, this was kind of a fun episode. We hope it was, you know, at least entertaining. I don't know. I feel like we covered a ton of ground.
1: (laughs) And again, there's probably a lot of questions we didn't answer, but we are going to try to, you know, curate some of those and make them into future episodes. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. So thank this is you guys. Cool. We have a, a database now. Yeah. Um, this has been so fun. Please don't forget to leave a review on the podcast. It yep. helps us so, so, so much. And it literally will take you two minutes of your time. Um, if you guys have been listening every week, please, if you could just take a minute to do that, that'd yep. be awesome.
0: Yep. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.